So welcome to Back in the Saddle. Saddle. I kind of like that. I do too. With uh, Jillian and Janice. And of course, Paul and G are here. Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Bruce. Um, Bruce Paul. Bruce Paul. Yeah, G's just making sure that everything goes smoothly. He's protecting his investment. (laughs) Okay. Isn't what you running back to Canada before the show's over, <laughs> trying to make a jailbreak from the studio? Yeah, have we got pictures yet and stuff? No, like we're going to do little cartoons of you and I on horses, like a oh, rodeo. I like that. Back in the saddle, little caricature. I've got some little pictures of a tour of us together. Maybe Perfect. we can just superimpose those on. That's exactly what I need. If you'd be kind enough to forward those along, I will. I will because I had colored hair back then. Now I've got the gray. I've got the gray goose. You, just you, like you, you had gray hair then too. Oh yes, but I had a skunk stripe. Oh, be well. This is nice because this is just a this is a full saturation mm-hmm. of gray. Yeah, same as Bruce Paul. Yes. Well, no, Bruce Paul still has some some uh, low lights in his hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? Are you gray yet? I've got a spattering, a sprinkling, if you will. Um, but I am determined to to stop that shit in its tracks. And you know how you do it. Mm-hmm. You apparently blast the crap out of your head with sunlight. Okay. So it triggers the melanocytes. Sure. And you put the color back in your hair follicles. And then you can deal with the basal cell carcinoma on your on your face. No, 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 no. I'm going to wrap my face up and just put my head in the sun. Okay. Concentrated blasts of light, Janice. This is what you've missed. See, when when you decided... That you, you know, you are going to take a little pause. I have been educated by some of the world's best medical professionals. And I'm telling you right now that light is a very powerful tool. Okay, I'm going to just back us up a little bit here. Yeah. Because I... (laughs) (laughs) When you say that you have been educating yourself. Yeah. uh, Could I read the email you sent me about the topics that you'd like to talk about? (laughs) As opposed to what we may be used to, <laughs> please. And I thought to myself, when I got the email, I went, oh, good. We're going to, you know, touch, exchange some thoughts. And I went, <laughs> I went, holy shit. <laughs> like, I just wondered what flavor your Kool-Aid is. <laughs> You've gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, sister. No! Yes. But that's that, a little point. bit. A little that's bit cuckoo. But that's my point is that I have it. And that everybody is like. It's literally, dude, the world has become the matrix and everybody's still taking the blue pill. And I'm not talking about politics. I'm saying at some point, you know, when you're looking at the landscape and I'm just like, hold on a minute. Like, like legit, the Pentagon has released a statement. This is not bullshit that they think the mothership is within our solar system and everybody just goes to fucking Whole Foods like nothing's happening. I'm like. And I had to read about the mothership. Mama. It's not really in my wheelhouse. It's the truth. It's called Uma Uma something. Yes. Uma. 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 The United States Congress was supposed to have hearings, which I believe they did right before COVID became a thing. Just, I'm not even going to connect the two. Oh, I'm just saying, boy. wait a minute, on on these UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. So it's now gotten to a point where the United States government 
is openly acknowledging there are crafts in our airspace that we cannot make heads or tails of, okay? Um, And this guy, Luis Elizondo, who worked for the Pentagon that was in charge of this, has kind of come out and blown the whistle. It was in the New York Times. It was everywhere. And I'm going to play you a little something, okay? Hold on. I want you to listen to this. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, hang on. This is Michio Kaku, all right? He's one of the top physicists in the world. Oh, I thought you were going to play something from Umamo. This is this guy on Rogan. It used to be that one person would see something in the sky and say, look, Martha, look, there's something up there. Now things have changed. Now we have multiple sightings by multiple modes. That is the gold standard. Gold standard for UFO sighting. Listen to this shit. Not just one person, but several people that are reputable. Not just radar, but visual sighting, infrared sensors, uh, telescopic evidence. Now we have multiple sightings by multiple modes. And so the burden of proof has shifted. It used to be the burden of proof was on the people who believed in UFOs. They saw something, prove it. Now the burden of proof has shifted to the Pentagon. Now, 50 years ago, there was a congressional hearing and it was coming out of Project Blue Book. And there was a lot of laughter and a lot of jokes about little green men in outer space. Now, things have changed. These objects travel between Mach 5 and Mach 20. That's 20 times the speed of sound. Hello? These objects can zigzag and we can measure the G-force inside the this object okay the g-forces are several hundred times the force of gravity i'm serious this guy is one of the most intelligent physicists in the world this is this is real you guys these things can drop from seventy thousand feet to 50 feet above the ocean and what are you afraid of i'm not afraid what i'm saying to you is we we are arguably right about to have one of the most profound things in 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 the history of humanity occur and no one cares no one like all the banks are collapsing and everybody just goes about their day like you've got redfield who used to run the cdc saying that testifying to congress saying that fauci buried the evidence that this thing came from a lab nobody cares and then everyone's like well why should we care i'm like i don't know millions died we should probably look into it because because you know why people aren't really losing their minds no 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 because they're trying to get their kids to school on time doing that too i know but 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 listen to this in the car if you if you if you have to if i have to worry why would i worry if if something from outer space wants to come here I, I, there's, I can't, what am I going to do with it? And if they wanted to destroy us, they would have done it millenniums ago. Whatever there it is, millennia, millennia. Wait, you know what I mean? I, it just, I like why do I, why, why? So if, if it happens, if somebody lands, I'm going to go, oh, wow. But I still got to, I still got to punch in at eight o'clock. I mean, what am I supposed to do about it? If I if I if okay, live wait. my life overwhelmed I, by the unknown. No, okay. You make a good point. The part that I find a bit distressing is the fact that we do kind of go numb to things I think we at least need to acknowledge. And I, I think we get caught up in all of this random nonsense while real shit is going down. Does that make any sense? Uh, sure. Absolutely. But how about Chad GPT? Tell me you've seen this one. So look how many, oh my God, how, look how many, look how much, wait, we, look how many topics we have in this segment. <laughs> it's all 
like we things are moving at such an accelerated pace. But until it affects me, why am I going to fill my real estate in my brain? Here's my answer. Things, when, it, when it doesn't, okay, somebody wants to have a date with a chat box, whatever, have at it. Get your dopamine hit. Will you, you know, the chatting with something that tells you bullshit. For me, I don't care. Call it age. I don't know. I think it's just, I don't care. But arguably, okay, I, I would say these things are going to change the landscape of what it means to be human at a breakneck pace, a pace I don't even think we can process. I mean, overnight, shit is changing. Industries are being wiped out. Now we're talking about super intelligence where AI is going to be smarter than every human on the planet. What does it mean? What does it look like? How are we going to handle it? But the AI can't even do math. Oh my God, does it can? Apparently it has trouble. Jake, listen to this. Jake, right? And, and Paul can say, I'll go by Paul for now. Bruce Paul's son um, has become a pro poker player, everybody. I'm going to try to get him on the phone later as we're doing a catch-up episode on the state of the state and the state of everybody involved with the show. And you know what he was telling me the other day? He's like, well, Jill, you know, if I go to South Africa and I study these scrapers, and I was like, wait, what? A scra- what's a scraper? Artificial intelligence that runs every single potential scenario in poker and then suggests the best plays accordingly. So poker players study what AI would do. And he's like, there was a guy that did this and he came back and he won everything. He went for nine months. They're playing poker better than us. They're writing copy better than us. And I'm saying, I think we need to start paying attention because We're going to have to learn how to use this technology as a source for good, or it could be a real problem. And, you know, you've got guys like Elon Musk, love him or hate him, or guys like Vishen Lakiani. um, Vishen Lakiani is. Okay. Okay. Put it this way. Guys that are on the forefront of of tech, right, and what's going on in tech, that are kind of like sounding the alarm saying, we got to get on this. We got to start paying attention. We need to make sure this is regulated properly. Do you realize that you're going to be able to say on an, on an open AI, open artificial intelligence, how do I wipe out humanity for $100,000? You will get an answer like that. You know, okay. When you, when, okay. Hold the phone, sister. <laughs> we were stymied by Siri. And what are we asking Siri now? Hey, Siri, how do I say poo-poo in Romanian? Do you know what I mean? Seriously. We, we were stymied by Siri. Uh, uh, like, oh my God. And that's what we're asking her. That's right. say poo-poo in Romanian. You asked all kinds. I asked Every- for directions. No, everybody asks how to say poo-poo and stinky scores. penis, all that stuff. Hold on. Hey, Siri. See, Siri says, go, t- go chat to your AI. Uh, chat for. Hasn't answered me once. Hey, Siri. Yeah. How do you say poo-poo in Romanian. See? I can't translate into Romanian yet. See? She doesn't know. No one's asking that. I, I know, but the... the I, I think I think you're possibly feeling... Your, you, Jillian Michaels, are, are feeling overwhelmed by a whole bunch of stuff that maybe you need to kind of hone it in. <laughs> like you're, you're spinning. You're spinning in, in a... With, with the unknown yet. Like, let's get some... Let's... Bring it on down. <laughs> Bring it on down. I think I just feel like 
all of this, you're probably right. There's definitely a psychological component, but all of this is happening. And the majority of people are, you're right, they're clocking in at eight o'clock. And I I feel as though this has got to be on the radar somewhat. Like when we look at COVID, people who were like, you're killing my grandmother and that's okay. I get it, right? Now we have a strong idea of what went down, right? The FBI in the States, the energy, the Department of Energy, uh, the former head of the CDC, and uh, scientists that I, I was listening to, by the way, in early 2020, were saying like, okay, you know, this looks very improbable that it occurred naturally, and they gave a host of reasons, um, everything from things like MERS and things like SARS don't jump successfully from an animal to a human. And it it takes a long time for these viruses to learn how to infect humans, right? We never found the host animal. The list goes on and on and on and on as to why they think it was most likely manufactured. Here we are now in 2023 and they're like, yeah, looking pretty good. We're just waiting for the CIA to come out and be like 100, right? Why does it matter? Everyone's like, well, why does it matter? Because the way that this happened was through something called gain-of-function research, Mm -hmm. which is illegal, I believe, in the States, but not illegal overseas, even though it was funded, arguably, by the National Institute of Health, which is an American organization. Why do we care? Why do I care? So let's go over gain-of-function. Yes. I wrote down because I figured I better (laughs) promote it since we're talking about it. So I looked up gain, and and it's, hang on a second. I got it written down. Yeah, okay. what it is. Go. Okay, gain of function research. Yeah, it's uh for risky study. It's virology. Yes. Virology. Yes. Um, how a Any pathogen actually? How a particular virus mutates. Mm-mm. That's what it says. No, here's what gain of function is. It's when we imbue a pathogen with a quality that it does not yet have. Okay. We're yeah, gain- we're, dick- we're dicking with it. We're we're, we're messing. Yes. With it. Yes. We're now, messing with it. Arguably. There could be really altruistic reasons. I'll give you an example. Let's say I'm a farmer in Africa, right? And we've got an invasive species. It's eating all the crops. I'm poison. I'm putting poison everywhere. But then the lions and the, you know, all the predators, the endangered predators are eating the marmot that we've just poisoned. So why the owls are all dying? Because the owls are eating the rats and the mice that have been infected by the rat poison. You got it. So we have to stop putting rat poison. Okay, so what do we do then? How do we tell, right? The farmers, like, okay, your whole livelihood is at risk. Don't do this. You got to have an answer. So their answer, one of the potential answers is we created a plague for mice, for this invasive species. Hence, right, they're effing with these viruses to wipe out uh, uh, bad things. Yeah. Okay, that's one reason. Now, I'm not going down the rabbit hole here on bioweapon, this, that, the other. I don't know. I have zero evidence to suggest why this was created or how it got out or why it got out. My point is... There's a pretty big, 99. I mean, we're almost all the way there here with the fact that it was created through gain of function. It came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology that specifically studies coronaviruses. Why does it matter? Because it's going to fucking happen again. And the next time it happens, it may not be a cold virus, guys. It might be an influenza virus. Then you're looking at something like Spanish flu, which killed 50 plus million people, okay, with a population. That was a fraction of the size that it is now. I think COVID killed like six million. Hang on, hang on now. Maybe Look at the damage something. that that did. Okay, 
The, the world will never be the same. The economy is a catastrophe. People are at each other's throats. The world is more polarized than ever. Why does it matter? Because it can't happen again. That's why it matters. We need to hold these people accountable. And people are like, I don't know. I don't care. And it's like, you need to care. You got to care more than ever. We need to care. We got to add it to our list of concerns. And when we go to the voting booth, we need to vote accordingly because luckily we still have that privilege in this country. You Canucks can vote, right? Yes, we still do. vote. We do. Yeah, absolutely. We do. This is what I'm saying, Manis. We got to care. Okay, but I don't know if putting Fauci's head on a stake is caring. I, I, you know what, we're attacking this man. I, I, you know what, I'm not saying we should indict this guy. I, I don't know. I am a little distressed by the information that's come out about him because if, in fact, he did bury it, he needs to pay for that. He does. But, you know, I, I'm going to table that. I don't know, right? The, and we don't know. And if the source came from China, then China's very secretive. They always have been. They always will be. You know, so will, are we ever going to know the truth? Probably not. Okay, but let me give you, so again, right? So you're saying that. Let me tell you what's out there. And it is out there in spades. And it's absolutely verifiable, okay? The NIH, which he was a part of, gave grants to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. We know this. We know that in January of 2020, a team of scientists, including this guy, Dr. Redfield, who was running the CDC, came out. It's in emails. I've read them. Okay, that said, hey, uh, looks, uh, looks manufactured, bro. Yikes. He responds with, and this is part of the emails that aren't redacted. Okay, um, for the sake of science and global harmony, let's, you know, let, ah, let's, shh, everybody quiet, right? Let's, let's uh, sweep this under the rug. It's probably nothing. Ah. Funds a study, cuts Redfield out who came out in 2021 saying, sounding the alarm bells, right? Saying this came from a lab, this came from a lab, caught him out of the conversations. He's testified to Congress just now. This guy just has no political agenda. He's, this is what he does. He ran the CDC and right. he was saying, we've got a huge problem and Fauci shut him up. I'm just telling you, that's what's out there right now. I'm not looking for Fauci's head on the stick. I am looking to get to the bottom of where is gain of function research happening? On what and for what? And what is the game plan to stop something far more dangerous from actually killing not just your grandma, but your five-year-old? Because this can and very will likely happen again. So something that took down the globe, ruined lives, killed millions. The answers are there, guys, and nobody wants to look. And unless, you know why? Because it also, here's another thing that I think worries me. I think I figured it out, Manis. Because it goes against our tribal position. If we took one position as a political party, we're sticking to it. Even if the evidence says otherwise. Whether you're a Republican or whether you're a Democrat. And to be honest, I, I classify myself as a moderate. I really do think I am a centrist. I have very pe people close to me on both sides. And so what worries me, I think, in the big picture here is that you choose to believe what your party tells you to believe. When I'm saying, like, fucking the Pentagon is telling you the aliens are in the solar system <laughs> and that this thing came from a lab and that AI is going to potentially, like, get, you know, has the potential to do real harm if we don't grab it. And I, I think we need to collaborate more than ever to get a grip on these things because it matters. For us as individuals, right? Mm -hmm. 
I know people that have stopped talking to their parents because they voted for Trump. I'm like, dude, you stop talking to your parents? I, I know it's ruined friendships, right? Because someone someone has voted for Biden. I and and I globally I think we're paying the price. So that's that's what I think is bothering me. I, I feel like we need to stop listening to the narratives and really dive into the facts if we're going to form an opinion. That's my answer. If you're gonna form an opinion, then you gotta dig in. And you can't say you don't care when it doesn't go your way. Okay. And so your answer, your solution is the only way we can do this is by our vote. Kind of. And by okay. working together. Arguably, maybe not the only way. I think I'm just saying, I'm just saying, when I'm listening to this, look at it, it it would be have conversations with people that don't always agree with you. Like, go outside Mm -hmm. your religious community, your political community, and explore the thoughts, feelings, and ideas of people that don't necessarily agree with you. You don't have to be converted. But I do think it will build empathy, understanding. It will allow for some room on the other side if they feel heard, right? They're going to listen to you better. I'm just, I'm looking at the, like, the fabric of our society is, is coming unglued. And so over the next arguably 100 years, how we manage energy, how we manage things like gain of function, how we manage AI is going to really matter. And denying it all because we're clocking in. Do you have kids? Do you have grandkids? You gotta give a shit. I think, Jay. No, no, no. And and and, and please don't. I'm I'm not trying to be glib. You're playing devil's advocate. You're you're advocating for the people that don't have the time. And I I hear you. I guess I'm just lobbying to just pay a little bit closer. And, and honestly, that's what I want to do with this show. Is get them to just 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 say like, hey. You know, yeah, it's like a crow. It's like a crow when you see a watch. You go, oh, hey, there's something. What's that? (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, shit, what's that over there? (laughs) Just be curious. So interesting and listening to both of you because you guys are both spot on. But Jill, you know what the real problem is that we don't have a solution for is that the people that we've put in power that we trust to guide us and think the way, quote, the tribe should be thinking for the better of the tribe. They're all self-centered. They're all lined their pockets with their agenda. So my whole point is I hear you. And I, too, I'm kind of with Janice. Like, if shit's going to happen, it's going to happen. But I can't dedicate my mind space to what I can't control. I'm aware of it. I completely agree with you. But the truth is, is how do we fix that? You got to change. You have to change Citizens United. So your solution in we need to vote, it's like, okay. Okay. But here's the thing. What makes them so corrupt? Because it's like, don't hate the player, hate the game. Money. It's all money. Okay. Agree. But if we remove Nancy Pelosi, you know, the joke, right? Follow her trades. Because she's got all this inside information and it's not illegal for them to use it. And somehow they've amassed hundreds of millions of dollars on a salary of a couple hundred grand a year. Wow. Hold on. They all- I like Nancy. Oh, God. Her husband got hit in the head. Let's throw her a bone. Hold on. Let me give you another one. 
I'm going to shift gears. I, I don't, you know, and, and to be gears. honest, I know nothing about Nancy Pelosi. I know nothing I'm saying about they're inside. All the same, right? They, whether you're looking at the, like, the most powerful Republicans, or you're looking at the most powerful Democrats, they're all the yes. same. They all tell you what they want you to know. They leave out the other facts that would completely change the story. But some seem nicer than others. Maybe. Maybe not. I, I mean, I, I would argue that the nicest people I've ever known were always the ones were, that were not the nicest. And there are people in entertainment that shall remain nameless, but every single one that was so nice and everyone loved them was an asshole behind the scenes. A jerk. I mean, and I'll think it through, guys. Some names will come to your mind. Ding, ding, and ding. So, again, let's table that. What's happening there, and this is where you need to care. This is my point, okay, is that lobbyists, Mm -hmm. right, big business, is allowed to buy off politicians. Certainly. Right? Right. So they're allowed to say, here's a monster-sized campaign contribution. Now I want it to go my way. That can end. We can make that illegal. How about this one? Tell me you saw this woman, Fatima Cody, on 60 Minutes, CBS 60 Minutes, who is, I believe she's the White House medical director. Um, In fact, hold on. Let me Google it real quick so I get this right. Fatima Cody? Yup. Okay, so she was appointed by um, the Biden administration to essentially come up with the new dietary guidelines for 2025. Okay, this woman went on <clears throat> 60 Minutes, yep. and she made the statement, and this is a quote, that obesity is mostly genetic. Okay, hang on. Just, just hear me all the way through. And that even if an individual has a, quote, ideal diet, is exercising, mm-hmm. is getting their sleep, and is managing their stress, they are still powerless over the genetic predisposition predisposition of obesity. Okay, now let me comment. Ready? There's no data, none, to back up what this woman has said. The argument is that if you have two parents that are obese, then you have an 80% chance of being obese. But think about that's because what are the parents eating? What is the lifestyle like? There's zero data to suggest that an individual, right, who's working out, eating right, sleeping, Getting like will we'll not become healthier and lose weight. That's, that's not true. In fact, there's a robust amount of data to say that's false. Next, let's look at the obesity, the genetics argument as follows, okay? Because uh, I'm going to tell you why she's doing all of this in about three seconds. Before 1950, only 5% of the population was categorized as overweight or obese. Now, it's like two-thirds, okay? Two-thirds. Unless we've had two thirds of the of the public of the po- adult American population, two thirds. Yeah, like seven- is, is classified as obese or, or overweight. Okay. Yep. Okay. Holy shit. Right. So you tell me, did we have a quantum leap in genetics? And interestingly enough, if you searched and looked at statistics for calorie consumption and movement, you'd find calorie consumption has increased exponentially. Right. And movement has decreased significantly because now we have computers. We're all tied to our desk. Everything the world has changed. How bizarre that there's a positive correlation between calorie consumption going up and, and movement going down with a massive increase in obesity statistics. Okay, hold on. Hang on a second. So why? Why would Dr. Cody say these things? Well, 
for the first time in history, U.S. medical guidelines have changed. We're recommending anti-obesity drugs in surgery as part of an intervention to treat obesity. Starting at what age? Starting at 12. So, Dr. Cody served as the chair of the Minority Affairs Section of the American Medical Association on the chair of the American College of Physicians Obesity Advisory Committee. Um, she, oh, hold on. Where's this one? Executive Committee of the American Academy of Pediatrics. And guess what? They just okayed drugs and surgery for 12 and up. Drugs. Who's behind it? Big Pharma. What are we looking at? Things like Ozempic, which have taken, yeah. taken the world by storm. Yeah. I could go on and on about Ozempic. Do you know how it facilitates weight loss? No, I know that I know that my sister's diabetic and she's concerned that it's she's not going to be able to get it. It's so bad for her, though. She's type 2? Yeah. Okay. But you can reverse. I just reversed type 2 diabetes in my friend's 70-year-old dad in four weeks. Got him off of all of his medications. I can Oops. tell her exactly what to do. Okay. And I think a lot of people might be into that was my stomach, by the way. Did you bring snacks? I did Speaking bring snacks. Speaking I did bring snacks. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know. Uh, anyway, hang okay, on. Okay, okay. Who do you think she's taking money from? Who do you think is paying her to advocate? Because guess what, Ozempic? It's I'm gonna get through this one thought, and then we're gonna we're gonna give you some snacks. Okay, here it is. Ready, Jay? It slows digestion. Okay. Making you feel fuller for longer, making you eat less often. Second, it is a powerful appetite regulator. It suppresses cravings, hunger, arguably, right? And what does that do? Makes you eat less. What does Ozempic do? It makes you eat less. That's how people are losing weight. So for this woman to get up there and say, oh, wow, diet doesn't work. It's, just, it's the same mechanism. She's lying. Why is she lying, do you think? How much money is she being given by these drug companies to poison our children with Ozempic? Go to Ozempic. Read what's on the website. Thyroid cancer, pancreatitis, oh, kidney failure, yeah. vomiting, nausea. Uh, anecdotally, doctors are talking about accelerated facial aging, sarcopenia, accelerated loss of muscle mass. That's anecdotal. That's not on their website. The stuff I listed before is all on their website. I don't take Ozempic. Look at what happened to my face. <laughs> Holy shit. You look great. Oh, thanks, honey. But is that not... Remember when gastric bypass first came out? It gave us the surgery, made stomach smaller, blah, blah, blah. You Makes know. you eat less. So, so, you know, so Ozempic is really the same... <sighs> Mechanism, mechanism Makes less as 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 a as, as surgery. Okay, right. Here's the argument. Yeah, it makes you eat less. The difference is that there are absolute side effects to surgery. The sleeve, gastric, sure. absolutely not nearly as bad as Ozempic. Okay. No one says, "Hey, if you get a lump on your friggin' throat, call the doctor. Could be thyroid cancer." No, mama. No. And listen, I. I don't love that surgery, but if somebody feels totally powerless over it, of course I want them to get counseling. Of course I want them to try a million. I sooner would prefer, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, that they start a clinical trial immediately to treat people who feel that they cannot stop eating, right? That's clearly a food addiction with psychedelics. The results that they are getting in treating addiction with psychedelics 
mm-hmm. 80% success rate, 80% plus success rate in people quitting smoking after a year's period of time. 80% single digits for people that just try patches, gums, cold turkey, 30 something percentile for Chantix, which is a drug most people can't stay on because I've talked to a lot of friends. They get really angry. They can't stay on it. They cannot tolerate the drug. Yeah. Psychedelics, no side effects. Are you talking microdosing? No, girl. I'm talking, it's called the heroic dose. They, they, but these are clinical trials, but you, you go in, they, they basically say to you, and I've kind of covered this, so I won't get into too much depth, but I strongly recommend you look into it. You are specifically treated by professionals who are like, what is the goal? You know, what are we trying to accomplish? What is the problem? And they, they give you a serious dose of psilocybin mushrooms and you, you know, blindfold headset. And bottom line is they are having 80 plus percent success rate on getting people off of nicotine. I, my argument is I bet you that they could allow people to get to the bottom of why they can't stop overeating. And I'm going to say, what do you have to lose? But there's a stigma. There's definitely a stigma. And do your homework. Because guess when the stigma started? When boys in the 60s wouldn't go off to war. And Leary was out there saying, I drop out and this, that, the other. Okay, that this is what happened. Whoa, wait a minute. You are, t- okay. Okay. You're saying that the stigma about taking. Planted by the government. Read Michael Pollan's book. Or simply, oh, now he's got a new book. Hasn't he got a new book, Michael Pollan? Oh, this one is old. This one is about drugs. But I'll tell you. Yes, that, that's the one. I'm watch the about. Netflix yeah. documentary, How to Change Your Mind. Yes, it's yes, all okay. there. Okay. I haven't watched it yet, but I don't know what watch you're talking it. about. They'll explain everything to you about. How to Change Your Mind, Michael Pollan. He's in, he's interviewed. Okay, that's okay, but he documents the whole thing, right? He's a journalist. So, but not only that, I've interviewed these guys from John Hopkins. And they'll tell you what happened. They were doing all of this incredible work in the 50s on helping people really break through these crazy barriers. Barriers of what? Of PTSD? Of what? Addiction, anxiety, PTSD, trauma, right? All of this stuff. And then it kind of went into that whole culture of like, to Timothy Leary, drop out, blah, blah, blah. And it, it started to, you know, kids stopped being compliant. And then kids were refusing to go to war. For the first time in history, boys were like, uh-uh, no fucking way. They went to one, they went to two, they went to Korea. I mean, throughout history, they're like, ah, oh, I captain, and then ran right into the field of bullets and killed a bunch of people because that's what they were told to do. This time, they were like, I don't think so. And you're saying that's due to the drug? I'm, or, or just due I'm to, due saying, to con- consciousness? Okay, but... But it's part of that culture. It was elevating the consciousness. It definitely played a role in what was going on societally for that generation. There's no question that it was integral in what was going on. And it's not me saying it. No, no, no. I know I, I, I'm, I'm with you all the way. I just don't know if, if we can say the reason why the protests for Vietnam at the time. It was part of it, arguably. This is yeah. the argument okay. that these people are making. And why am I saying this? Why am I making this connection? Because once again, like, guys, it's time for the red pill. And I don't mean Republican. I mean, it's time to look at corporate corporate profiteering at your detriment, the agendas of the powers that be, you know, who are out there to honestly, like, addict you to their product, addict you to their drug, addict you to their food, whatever it may be, addict you to their platform. And when you've got this woman who her credentials are through the roof, 
suggesting that we should put 12 year olds on Ozempic and then telling people, purposely giving them a message that lacks inspiration of like, well, you're powerless against it, but don't worry. Guess what we've got for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. And like this, like this should be we should be outraged. We should be outraged. And then we think, well, she surely must know. Right. I mean, Jay. Come on. Come on. Magic mushrooms, Jay. Magic well, mushrooms. Now, and, that, and that's another show. <laughs> you want your snacks? I need a snack. I, I really, <laughs> I really, really need a snack. Have you ever um, felt the need to correct somebody? I just did. What? <laughs> right right yeah, now? Yeah. Um, one of those store ladies at the Montclair store in Beverly Hills just sent me <laughs> the Alicia Keys collection. Oh, collection of what? Look at this, this sparkly sports bra right there. Oh, yeah. That's cute. She's like, I think this would be very you. And I was like, I don't think it would be. Not that I don't like Alicia Keys, but look, does that look like me? Yeah, I just have to sparkles all over okay, there. Okay, so there's a... Look at that. So it's a lovely... Just so... That, I don't think it is me. Look at it. The the midriff isn't you. The if midriff it, if it, is me? If it was sparkles a Sparkles aren't me. If it was a full... I could see you in that. More going sparkles? Going to some fancy thing. No. Uh, yes, when you, when you go no. fancy, you get really different clothes. No. <laughs> It was LOL. I kind of thought so, but there's only a few made, so I had to ask because <laughs> I was like, this is not me. I'm like, I don't love it. It's not me. Hey, just, uh, just, just, for, just, just, for shits and, just for shits and giggles, how much is that top? Should I call and ask? I just, I'm just curious because <laughs> we always, you, you and I call? always have, no, it's probably going to be like $800. Okay, hold on. All right, hang on. Let me be, okay. Oh, no. Okay, don't hate me. I'm showing this to uh, one of my podcasters here, and she wants to know how much the top is. It might be her. All right, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It might be her. <laughs> oh, my If God. you'll wear this, I will make it the cover of the podcast image. <laughs> if you will put this on, I will purchase it for God knows what it costs. No. And make it the cover. No. She's already got <laughs> It is very, it's got that cut. No. No? Okay, so here's no. the thing. No. Are we going to wait for this gal? To oh, I'm not? definitely going to let you know what she says. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big spender there. So, <laughs> so sometimes, yeah. every once in a while, like, for, okay, this is, here, here's, here's where I got myself caught. Um, my sister's going on a trip. So she's telling me about the trip. And she's going to Europe. And she said, and then we're going to fly, we're going to fly this segment with, with Lufthansa. Oh. All right. So she kept on saying, you know, Lufthansa Airlines. And you mean Lufthansa. That's right. So I, and I said, so I kind of just went, oh, you know what, just shut up, Janice. It really isn't worth it. Just, yes. And so I just kind of yes, said, when she said Lufthansa, and I just said, I said, you know, it's, it's actually Lufthansa. And, uh, and she goes, yeah. And I just thought, and I was, yeah, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. And I said, Yeah. And then I thought, why did I have to do that? Because you're trying to make her not look stupid. That's why. Is it? Like, it's like picking the right argument. I but think it depends on your intentions. And that's the truth. Like, if your intentions are good, right? Like, if you said Lustanza, I would not have let this air with you saying Lustanza. I'd have been like, no, no, homie. 
Like I, I, it'd have been like, it's Lufthansa. This is what it's called. Like those are my intentions, not to make you feel small or make you feel wrong. So I, I think you've got to question your intentions. And if your intentions, if you're coming from a place of bitterness or, you know, you're policing people for the sake of policing them, that's one thing. But if you really think maybe someone's going to do something wrong or you're trying to prevent them from doing something that would embarrass them by giving them the right information, I think that's okay. Okay, let's say you're in a place and you're sitting in a restaurant or something and you overhear someone giving this kind of um, advice or they say, Oh, that's a bad one. That pisses me off. People do that to me sometimes. So and so you hear that and would you go over to the table and say, you know, Never. you wouldn't. Not ever. No, because that's not my place and what do I care? I would never do it. And in fact, oftentimes, I, you know, in the past, I was thinking about this the other day. Hold on while I acquire my chapstick. Uh, oh, Janice. Okay, so some, if some what, if it was, what if it was in your wheelhouse? It was like, it, it was. was. I'm going to give you an example. So there was a guest, and I'm trying to remember, this was such a long time ago, because it was a couple years ago, because I was in Porta Potty Way, which is our rental. <laughs> I support a marina, but there were so many homeless people shitting and pissing on the road that Shanna called it porta potty. Porta potty way. And the pills of the Palisades. Kid you not. So I had interviewed a doctor that was like once again, you know, arguing that calories in, calories out doesn't work and making this whole case about insulin resistance and this and that. And the thing is, of course, you don't want to eat foods that spike your insulin. It isn't good for you. And it isn't conducive to weight loss, but you will still lose weight. And there's an overwhelm. It's not even a question. We've proven it over and over again. Reducing calories will make you lose weight, even if it's shit food. The Twinkie Diet by Mark Halb, who is a professor of nutrition, he reduced his calories eating only garbage and shit food from food desert places like 7-Eleven and gas stations. Yeah. And he lost 27 pounds in 10 weeks. It that's just not true. Now, will you lose more managing your insulin? Absolutely. Will your results be better? Will your health be improved? Yes. But I knew he was wrong or I knew he was pushing the agenda for his book. But I felt bad on my show when he was a guest. Yes. Like, You're full of shit. You're wrong. And, I, and to this day, I regret not calling him out because I thought the listeners must be like, I don't get it. She said for the longest time, this isn't true. <laughs> I, that I wasn't honest with them. I wasn't organic. And I didn't defend their better interests, but he was a guest and I felt like a bitch. So I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And I know he's wrong. It happens all the time. I guess because he was a guest. And, and you're being polite. You're being, you're, no, you attack. were honoring your guest. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the problem is it's like when you've got, when you're, most of the time there are doctors on and I trust them implicitly and they know things I don't. I vetted them. Yeah. I'm in great admiration um, you know, the average doctor, like the one I've talked about, like Fatima Cody, I would take that woman to task. I would tear her apart. I would ask for bank statements showing me who, fu- you know what I mean? I'd be like, okay, show me where you got written that, that big check from Pfizer, homegirl. Like, no way. I'd be like, deliver the data that says people on healthy diets in exercising are not losing weight. Show it to me, girl. Show, you know, I would crucify her. But that's because she's just so she's exploiting people to such an exceptional degree. And she's so full of shit that if I got her on the show, it would be to expose her. But when someone comes when I'm sure she'll never come on for that reason. But when someone comes on as a guest, you know, that's the thing, Jay. It's like you got to listen to your gut. 
And with this one, I do regret it. I wish I had said in a very nice way, like, listen, doc, I totally see all the points you're making, but I do have to say that regardless of food quality, if there is a calorie reduction, you will lose weight. And there is a ton of research to suggest that it's true, period. There's so many, so many studies about it. So many. That's why when we talk about intermittent fasting and you look at all the studies, right? And do you oh, intermittent fast? I do, but not for weight loss, for longevity. For, for longevity. Yeah, for autophagy. So it only works if you're reducing calories. That's it. That's the only reason it works for weight loss. If I'm cutting out breakfast and late night snacking, then yeah, I'm cutting out 700 calories a day. You lose weight. But if you make up for it during your feeding window, you're not going to lose weight. Oh, I see what you're saying. I yeah, you. yes, it's I just, it's yeah. like they've looked at the studies. There's a bunch of studies. I've eaten 2,000 calories a day over, you know, two small meals. I'm sorry, small meals every two hours versus, you know, 2,000 in a sitting. Weight's the same. Doesn't change. There are a million studies. Yeah. So uh, I regret that. But uh, I mean... I don't know. If you'd I, like some advice, I think you could definitely <laughs> use a new pair of jeans. And I'm coming from the best possible place. No, I just, I, I just, I just, I've been feeling very yeah. uncomfortable. Someone once told me you should dress better than you feel. Oh, and I kind of went, like that. yeah, well, okay, but you know what? But no. <laughs> That's not working for me. I don't feel like. Am I going to come to the podcast today? Or record day like in a in a you in that sparkly in that sparkly. No. By the way, she didn't answer. Alicia Keys uh, shirt. Must, she must know who you are, and <laughs> and she's like that bitch is never buying this top. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like sometimes, I think I think I'm dressing today is indicative of how I feel about myself right now. That's what I think. Hmm. Kind of messy, not too uh, shapely. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. Like I had a choice when I flew down here. I had a choice to. My wife is available. I had a choice to go. Oh, should I wear this tight? (laughs) Step to the side, please, while I take a photograph. No, don't, 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 don't. No, because you know what? Just move over. No, I don't dress you comfortably. I don't want fashion tips. I want to be me, and this is me right now. And I'm not happy with you that. Could, if you're going to do baggy jeans, we should do a baggy jean style. That's the point. No, or you're going to make me sweats. buy a $400 no, no, pair no. of, of the the right. jeans by Radanda. Step, step into the light here. Let me get a shot. No, I'm not. I refuse. Come on. No, no. Come I'm on not. now. No, because I know where this is going. No, I know you too. I'm going to get your fashion tips. I, know. I, I don't swear want, on my life. You have done this to me. I have. Our, since well, no, I met you, we've known each other for a long time. And I know you like to give me fashion tips yeah. and makeup tips and hair tips. I do. Yes. You have wanted to do that. Remember when you wanted me to get um, uh, some kind of filler? I wish you a filler. <laughs> Clearly you didn't. <laughs> 